0: This is Fight Disciples.
1: Welcome to podcast episode 204. This is the UFC edition. Um, you can subscribe to us if this is the first time you've ever come across us on iTunes. Fight Disciples and uh, all our stuff is available on our website as well for Android users. Uh, get yourself stuck in at fightdisciples.com We're all over social media at Fight Disciples Facebook, Twitter and Instagram And obviously you're watching this Well if you are watching this You can watch this on YouTube Because we've filmed uh, this particular podcast Because it's a special one we're, we're not normally together on fight night, are we?
2: No we're not Normally
1: not. you're sat at home in your underpants I don't know, knocking one out Watching fucking people like Lomachenko Or Darren Till Yeah. Um, but we're both in side tonight So I thought, fuck it, rather than go home let's do it let's make the show man
2: let's fucking do it over the beer well hang on I'm driving aren't I am oh driving Anna. i am driving old designated driver Spritzer. there there
1: you go mm-mm-mm come on then because be, I've already seen Twitter reaction right yeah from people getting in contact with the show saying can't wait for the fight disciples lads to defend their mate about his weight cut okay. and make bullshit excuses as to why he won the fight when he didn't win the fight I'll let you go first Seeing as, okay. it, seeing as it you're his proper mate I'm his fake <clears throat> mate Go on Listen that's, not, that's him When I say fake mate Not from my point he, From my point I'm legit with him Alright yeah. <laughs> He just thinks I'm a Well Thinks I'm a C word I'm not going to say it
2: You're a wall, That's all that's you, it, You'll that's never it. be allowed In the inner circle I'm not in the proper gang yeah. and That's fine that, That's yeah. okay I'm sure you'll come he to the will answer my questions
1: it. Because Nick says so
2: Listen At the end of the day The guy weighed 174.5 pounds For a welterweight match and, you, could, you know, we can go into great detail about why he made it and the issues behind it all and everything else. But at the end of the day, he failed to make weight. And for me, 174.5, we're, we're on borderline here now of whether the fight should actually take place. You know, it, it, we talk about it all the time on the Fight Disciples podcast. If you don't make weight, then fight shouldn't take place. Ooh. You shouldn't get the opportunities that come with it. You know, that He's the seventh fighter now, in fact, if you include Molly, actually eighth, yeah,
1: it's the eighth Six previous, and then Molly was He's seven showed, Molly's eight, the
2: eight. first UFC fighter this year to fail to make weight and not win. Yeah, so it's seven and one against the ratio, and it's proved it again, and obviously with the the, the Till and Wonderboy fight, you can tell you've been on radio tonight. I'm swallowing the mic. Yeah, here. Just, just, just chill just chill, you know what I mean? Just sorry. chill, man. Let people let people hear you. Let people see the magic. They don't want to <laughs> they don't want
1: what, what the buffy no. the buffet served sorry, in ten, ten minutes. Th- I've
2: been doing as you say, I've been doing live radio, so you're there you go. swallowing yeah, the mic, Just chill, you, but, uh, just chill, bro. It was um listen, for me, that's borderline. 174.5 is borderline. This fight should fucking be scrapped, it shouldn't take place, it shouldn't be involved. Obviously
1: From the organization's point of view.
2: Absolutely, of course. But at the end of the day, it was down to Wonder Boy, and they didn't have to move heaven and earth. Like we were joking that Wonder Boy would demand a title shot, that Wonder Boy would demand 50% of pill, Till's purse, that this would happen, that would have to happen. Mm. But speaking to Dana prior to the event uh, yesterday at the ceremonial weigh-ins, when I, I, I managed to grab five minutes with him, he was like, no, nope, not at all. Wonderboy was quite... He just wanted the fight to take place regardless. Well, it was the management and his father that negotiated Yeah, 30%. Rightfully, so, rightfully so, because they uh, the, the, the Till was restricted with the weight yeah, he could add on. Because their
1: responsibility is to Wonderboy to look after him. Obviously, they know that he, they're getting in where He's no mug, Darren Till. And yeah. if he's carrying extra weight, then it's obviously to his advantage. What I will say about Wonderboy this week, I know that we've been joking on this podcast about, oh, we're Darren Till fans. And, and we are Darren Till fans, there's no question about that. And we are championing Darren Till, and we want him to go on to... You know, absolutely achieve things that people have never achieved from this country in the UFC before. But what I will say about Wonderboy Thompson, what a fucking bloke he is. Yeah. What a stand-up guy. That's the first time I've been in his company, first time I've been around him, first time I've had conversations with him. I can't help but like the guy. He's just legit, mate. Absolutely. He is a proper bloke.
2: Consummate professional. Mm. You know, he, he came here to do a job and, uh, you know, he, d- he delivered in regards to getting into that octagon and, and presenting the puzzle to Darren until That, you know, it took him all of, all of five rounds to finally figure it out. And mm. I thought Wonderboy behaved impeccably You know now why he's such a popular guy you know he's, he's, he's not a heel He's a hero yeah. all over the world And uh, you know he's, he's an absolute tribute to himself mm-hmm. His family and the UFC But at the end of the day I think we also got to see in the fight itself The fact that fucking Wonderboy's never going to win the UFC belt Trying to counter-strike off the back foot all the time yeah. At some stage, you've got to fucking take a chance. At some stage, you've got to try and take the belt off the champion. You've got to roll the dice, man. We've seen it in ten rounds against Tyler Woodley. He just didn't didn't go for it. Do you know something? Have you seen it tonight as well? Yeah.
1: You, before I move on talking about the fight, I just want to talk about the weight cut thing. There, as Darren said in the in the post fight thing, and I'm sure you've watched this anyway on YouTube, he said that he's embarrassed about it. There's no excuse for it. He's not making excuses for it. We know the reasons as to why it didn't necessarily go his way with the white coat. It's not for yep. us to say. It's up for him to talk about that if he ever wants to talk about it. He um, talked to me about it. Yeah, no, but... Let him talk about it. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a seri- it's, it's serious family stuff, yeah? So what I will say is um, he wasn't in the sauna, let's say. He didn't have he didn't no. have the opportunity to be in the sauna, didn't have the no. fat suit uh, on in order man, to do this the business.
2: this is fucking Fight Disciples, man. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Well, Darren, all right, then, you're his mate. You, you know, can do it, then. You uh, can Darren's do it. Darren's girlfriend's in, in hospital. She wasn't too good. She's had complications with the... Uh, with a pregnancy and that took his eye off the ball and he you know he, but he refused to blame that as a thing he said you know I'll, I'll take the full full responsibility the day before the fight he said to me when he failed to make weight he went to wonderboy and said listen take 100% of my purse cuz I've fucked up I never made weight I don't care what the expo- I don't care what the problem is I don't care what the reason is I signed the contract to make weight to make 171 pounds and I failed to do that and yeah. if, to get you to fight is going to cost me 100% of my purse, I'll do it. And that's what he did. He presented that to Boy, but mm. you know, obviously that wasn't the case in the end. Um, but that's why that that's why Darren had an issue. But he, I'm not making that excuse for him because he never made that excuse for him as well. I'm, you're probably getting a bit more of an insight there than you'll find anywhere else, but that was the situation. Yeah. And it, and we'd all be in that same
1: situation. if, At the end of the day, this is fight we, sports. Of we course it is. <coughs> We've yeah, both got babies. We've both got young
2: kids right now. And, you know... If you get bit,
1: yeah if you get a phone call you go don't you fucking Simple right exactly you yeah, know, some you
2: things are greater than that you know but <clears throat> I spoke to Dana White also in the build up and I mentioned it to him because Darren had mentioned it to me and he said yeah of course I'm abreast of the situation I know what's going on but mm. at the end of the day Darren signed a contract and we mm. brought the UFC to Liverpool for the very first time for Darren Till so mm. you know he, he wasn't too apologetic for it he was he was kind of
1: for those that are listening to this uh, or watching this we're actually uh, recording this show on location as I kind of explained at the start we're at the side of the Echo Arena in the uh, Pullman Hotel right and obviously, they're setting up for breakfast.
2: I'll be honest, because it's Bank holiday tomorrow, and yeah. we didn't want to piss off our wives and the kids and yeah. fucking spend another day away from no, room, it, where we've been yeah, away yeah. for the UFC all weekend. No, I'm so excited.
1: That's the reason. I'm sick of I didn't want to come and spend another day with you. So that's just
2: the like, you know what? Let's just fucking grab a beer or, the, a, or, a, or a Spritzer. mineral water in your mm. case, mm. and let's just do it tonight. So
1: that's where we are. We're on location at this moment in time. Now, regarding the fight, right? Because obviously, people are, are making their own thought processes regarding the weight cut. Now, the actual fight, and people have been sending me sleepy faces what a lot of shy. what a lot of it was just boring they were they were no no that's it and i kind of made that point in a radio broadcast straight during and straight after if i had watched that at home yeah. i might have a different opinion of it but inside the arena it was fucking captivating mate it was electric it was absolutely captivating not just the atmosphere of the fans or anything like that just watching two blokes play chess with each other with the fists, yeah, is is mad. It's a mad thing to watch. Yeah. A really mad thing to watch. So much respect there, isn't it?
2: Listen to the best strikers in the entire UFC and of many welterweight division. Like it was just absolutely obscene. And the fact is that both of these guys are counter strikers as well. So even though Darren Till was on the front foot, he's trying to he's trying to tempt and, fi- uh, and 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 tease Wonderboy into throwing something so he can counter it. Very much like and Conor fights exactly the same way mm. Conor McGregor is a front foot counter puncher yeah. he's on the front foot he, he tries to make you commit to something so he can put you to sleep and until yeah. Till's exactly the same style of fighter um, obviously Woodley is a complete counter striker he's always on the back foot so it was always going to be a bit of a chess match I think the fact that Darren Till said in the build up that he was going to blow him away in two rounds you know he he said afterwards he knew that was never going to happen but he had to try and get into Wonderboy's head and make Wonderboy believe that he was going to go in there all guns blazing and kind of run at Wonderboy Uh, but then he referenced the fact that after the cowboys Salone victory, the, the, what a stunning performance that was. He said, I want a chess match mm. with Wonderboy Thompson. That was the truth of the matter. And it was always going to be a chess match. But for me, uh, I've got no... And listen, obviously we know, we're, I'm mates with him, I'm friends with him. You know, I've trained at the same gym. But for me, there was no hesitation in the fact that Darren Till won that fight. I don't see how anybody thinks Wonderboy wins that fight. I truly don't.
1: Regarding the the judging scorecards then alright let's go there because people will say because some judges had that 4-1 in rounds wise I'm I'm, I'm scoring now I didn't have it 4-1 I had it all on the last round yeah because I thought that Wonderboy because of his karate background he knows how to score points and I was watching him, and yeah, he weren't hurting Darren. He wasn't hurting him. I don't think he hurt him at all in so the whole so fight. So how
2: did he win the fight then? By scoring points. This is not fucking fencing. This is fighting. Yeah, but this is MMA.
1: Right. So he scores points. Right. In you know, more points in a round. How? In
2: in w- which rounds though? Which rounds did you see him win winning? Two and four. You thought you won two. And uh, sorry,
1: one and one and three, two and four to Darren, and then Darren took the last one.
2: Okay. Listen, I—I I, I So I've scored it 3-2 to Darren, is how I've scored it. Have, okay. you got, have you got that wider? Yeah, I thought Darren won the last three rounds. Um, and to be honest, I thought the first two rounds, I did not think there was anything in them. Yeah. Uh, I, thought I can understand it. it was I a very I, hard fight because there absolutely. wasn't much
1: going on, man. It was chess. It
2: was fuck all going on. Yeah. For the first two rounds, I was like, okay, fight starts now, round three then, because no one's done fuck all here. All he doing was, was trying to go with each other in. I thought Darren decisively won the third round. Fourth round pretty, you know, could have kind of gone either way. But again, that you know, I, I think, don't know if it's because I'm from traditionally a a boxing journalist background. Mm-hmm. I, I, I trained a bit of boxing when I was a kid. So I was always like front foot. I'm always front foot. If you're making the fight happen, if you're pushing forward, if you're throwing punches, mm-hmm. then you deserve to be scored higher than the guy who's countering and missing. If Stephen Wonderboy is on the back foot and countering like f- like Floyd Mayweather and landing all day, of course he's winning rounds. But at no point did Darren Till one get hit, two get hit with anything serious. You know, look at the end of the fight. Wonderboy's both his thighs were black and blue mm-hmm. from taking kicks. Mm-hmm. He gets dropped heavily in the fifth round, almost gets finished. At no point was Darren Till in any kind of trouble, and 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 no. Listen, rounds, uh, especially in MMA, I, I, found in, I find in boxing, you can watch a three, ra- a three minute round in boxing, and at the end of the three minutes, you can go, okay, that guy, the, blue, the guy in the blue corner, the guy in the red corner. I, I, you can't do that with MMA, because five minutes is a fucking long time to fight. Mm-hmm. So what I do is, I break it down in minute by minute. So I watch the clock while I'm watching the action, and I go, okay, he won the first minute. Okay, he won the second minute. Okay, this guy won the third minute. And at the end, I kind of go, he won that round three to two three minutes to two minutes Yeah, that's, a good way of that, looking that's at kind it. of the way I try and do it because MMA rounds are so fucking long but the first two rounds I'm like there was a lot of minutes where it was just like eh, mm. you're fainting he's fainting no one's fucking doing anything mm. so after two rounds genuinely I was like two 10-10 rounds for me
1: yeah it was it was extremely hard to hard, yeah. to hard to score and that's why people were probably tweeting like going that much going on here because I, I, I would imagine that the people tweeting us are predominantly boxing fans and this is no disrespect to anybody really because we kind of get it we kind of get a little bit of a kick out of this that there's boxing fans that listen to what we do yeah and then decide oh these two clowns are talking about UFC let's go and have a little bit of a nosey at that as well so they come and have a little bit of a listen they fall in love with it or they thought they have an interest for it yeah. and then they go and watch it and sometimes it doesn't necessarily live up to the expectation so I can imagine that me and you have been gassing on about this for about two well Two months really <coughs> about this,
2: two years till, but this, yeah, this no, fight no, this fight,
1: yeah, last two months saying it's striker against striker, it's going to be absolutely outrageous, yeah, yeah, that's what we've been yeah. saying. And it wasn't, no, it wasn't, let's be straight, it wasn't outrageous,
2: absolutely not, no, it was a chess match, mm. absolutely. And sometimes when you get, you know, the two best strikers in the, again, two in the welterweight division or even the whole fucking UFC, when they come together, sometimes it, 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 you know, stars make fights, and unfortunately, we got two counter strikers again. Mm. who were measuring each other up it was all about margins it was all mm. about you know and, and unfortunately in the aftermath you kind of sit back now and go fucking hell yeah of, of course that was going to happen yeah Till's too intelligent to bum rush uh, bum rush Wonderboy because that's what Wonderboy wants and Wonderboy's excuse me too long in the tooth to do anything out of the ordinary yeah. and, and the ordinary for him is just to counter Yeah. come off the back fucking, back fucking counter
1: Right, next for Tillman, right? Yeah. Because I know that he wants Anfield. I know that he wants to continue building this thing in Liverpool. There ain't a fucking yeah. cat in hell's chance of that happening, mate. You're next. It might no. happen one day. But it ain't happening next. There's He's a very
2: small window for Anfield. Don't forget, it's yeah, like there's yeah, 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 yeah. a very ten-week window between yeah. the football season. Yeah. I know he'd said in a press conference just before he was saying, "Let's do fucking Anfield August or September." You know that that kind of shows the fact that he hasn't got a, a great knowledge of football. He's not a football yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the football season starts. Forget about that. But between May and the beginning of August, that's a small window there of potential football no. stadium fight it's never going to happen right. until next year at the earliest
1: right he's just beaten Wonderboy yeah he ain't going back to fight nights mate he's, he's a, beat the number one in the world he's on pay-per-view now yeah and they do pay-per-view in Vegas and that's why exactly that's where he's going exactly yeah yeah 10,000 scouts is going to Vegas
2: mate I can't fucking wait let's go
1: <laughs> fight the <cyclists> on <laughs> who do you want who do you want do you want one of the big contenders or do you want a
2: name someone like uh, a Robbie Lawler Someone like a Robbie Lawler would be fucking sensational, obviously, because he's, he's an absolute legend.
1: And that's not disrespect to Robbie Lawler, me insinuating that he's not one of the top contenders because, obviously, he's the former yeah, he's champ. Top
2: ra- he's still ranked in the top five. Yeah, of course, way. of course. But he's but
1: an active at the moment because he's injured. But but for me, I look at guys ahead of him as more legit challengers for the, a title at some point. Yeah. For example, we've Robbie Lawler's a good champ. We've got RDA, we've got Carvington, that fight... You know, he's for an interim title. That's yeah. probably going to be the next in line for uh, Woodley.
2: Well, I think it will be now. Till's missed weight. I think if Till ever made weight and beaten him and beaten Wonderboy, I think he's, he's at the front of the queue. and it's down to RDA or Covington to do something sensational in a couple of weeks' time to jump ahead of Till, uh, you know, Woodley's always said that he wants big pay per view money, he wants a big start. Well, fucking Darren Till's the big star that he's been kind of fantasizing about. But. The fact that he weighed in at 174.5 means that for me, listen, ain't no one a bigger down-till sporter than me, obviously. But you can't go, you can't weigh 174.5. He said that that as well. That's one thing that I liked
1: about Darren tonight, listening to him in his post-fight. He said, listen, I miss weight. I don't deserve a title fight yet. Doesn't? Even though I've just beaten the number one sweet as a note, he probably deserves it more than I do and I thought yeah fair enough man you've got your head screwed on there he's, uh, he's doing it Wonderboy doesn't deserve it because he fucking lost no he's lost well, tr- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: well one good fight with Woodley was his chess match the second fight was it's a bit of a stinker yeah 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 Woodley you know Wonderboy ain't getting this fight with Woodley anytime soon I think if Covington or RDA finish their fight decisively obviously they're going to get the shot hmm. at Woodley next but uh you know, who is next for Till then? You know, is it are they gonna I put Usman on? I think Usman's fucking <laughs> Fucking that stinks the gap. So stinks I I don't the think they do out. that. I, I think you could have fit the nail right on the head, then, actually? I think Robbie Lawler's missed out on this one month round, you know, round table, this this elimination tournament. I think to rudely. I think to
1: launch Till in America this is not Robbie disres- Lawler is yeah. a sick shout. No no, dis- no dis- disrespect to Covington and RDA. I mean, they're still big Neds, but they're fighting in a couple of weeks, so I think that'll be kind of out the window a little bit. Yeah. And then Ponzinibbio I love, and I think it'd be a wicked fight with M2, but I don't think he's a big enough name. He's one step behind I think if moment. you're going to launch Till in America, he's going to go over pay-per-view. Maybe he's a core main to something massive yeah. out there. Robbie Lawler's the boy, innit? it? The former boy, still in the top ten, still doing his thing against yeah. this fucking young shark. Let's have it. Yeah, but you've got to feel... Dana, I've done it for you, baby. Let's yeah, do it.
2: You feel a bit there for fucking Robbie Lawler, don't you? Because he's a bit of a leg end, and you feel like that until he has got the ability... With his sharp shooting, his heavy hands. To uh, listen, Robbie's—he's uh, an icon in this sport, and it would be a horrible way to see him go out. But it would be a decisive end to his as well to wait and probably his career.
1: Mm. Got a feel for Molly,
2: ain't you? Oh man, I was fucking devastated. Devastated.
1: She's been funny as fuck all week, mate. She's I mean, been the brilliance. We've got loads of little videos on our YouTube channel. Gonna have a little bit of nosy. Molly's been absolutely. I'm just checking my phone now because I
2: messaged her before. I haven't seen anything so. I'm just seeing, making sure. No, she'll she be dead herself, man. Bro.
1: Because she was out. Absolutely out.
2: Yeah, she was, yeah. And, and the, with all due
1: respect, even, it wasn't like a, like a, the, the fight turned on that moment. No. She was, she was, she, was, she looked, I mean, Gillian, was, I thought she was top class tonight. I thought she was really, really good.
2: Yeah. She, she put up with the fact that Molly's got better stand-up, certainly better boxing, Nana. She looked like a girl that's like, you know what, I train with Joanna dreda every fucking day, so I'm not going to be intimidated by you. Mm. Um, She put up with Molly's striking game, and then once she got to put her own game into practice, i.e. a ground game, I think once she took Molly down in the first round and realised she could have a way with her, I think that changed everything for Gillian because I think she actually thought, you know what, the fact that this girl's from a boxing background, she's a striker... But she's from Next Gen, who, who are traditionally, you know, Paul Brimmer, he trains lethal fighters on the ground, Chris Fishgold, Paddy Pimlet are just two, Paul Sass is a former ground fighter from there, you know, that, that's their background, but Molly's new to that game, she's only been rolling for five years, and Gillian exposed that in a massive way, mm. and, uh, you know, it, it's, I was talking about this about the Craig White fight as well, it's about levels, this sport. Mate. And she jumped up a level. Yeah. She just, she just wasn't potentially wasn't quite ready for it for that jump. I, I sat
1: next to uh, one of the lads um, who I work with on the radio, and uh, when Neil Magny made his uh, ring walk, in, absolute levels. Yeah. Work, yeah. And, uh, and Craig White was there with him, and this is not a disrespect to Craig because again he's been a sweet kid all, all week. I've, I've, I've enjoyed his company, but I just uh, <laughs> I just sat the lad next to him and I went, he's going to get lit up here, this kid, yeah. and it's going to be over around because Magny's. Top ten? Uh, oh, he's ridiculously Legit. good. I mean, Magny's a shout for Till. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a reason why he was on the card tonight, man. So maybe yeah. to showcase him. I don't know. Maybe Magny's a shout. Is he a big enough name? I don't know. I th- I'm gonna. I'll stick with the Lawler thing, but you won't. You won't go against the Magny Dan Till, would the you? The
2: fucking shout, mate. You've nailed it
1: there. You know. Cheers, There you go. We'll crack on with that. I will tell you who. Who, uh, who I was impressed with tonight. Yeah. Your boy Tom back in the game, man.
2: Tom Brees baby
1: he's back in the game isn't hey, he
2: Tom was, Tom was like the welterweight two years ago Tom was the guy we were all getting excited about in UK MMA he was going to be the next British champion or the first British champion as it was at the time he was lighting the welterweight division on fire he was undefeated and then he had that defeat and it was such a fucking body shot to the whole system and it was like wow And he came back tonight, listen, uh, people may have watched it on TV and might be the first time they've seen Dan Kelly and thought, who the fuck is this old geography teacher guy? Will Ferrell, mate, that's who he is. The guy's been to four Olympic Games. He's a fucking judo grandmaster. He's a a, a legend in Australian MMA, uh, Australian fight sports. He may have looked like a fucking old dude, but that guy can certainly still put it out. But I thought Tom was great tonight. You know, it was great to see him back and... You know, did he smash his orbital bone? It mm. fucking sounded like he did, mm. and that was the other thing about Tom Brees as well. You know, people are saying to me he's not a striker, he's not a, he's not much of a puncher. But fuck me, he delivered it. He delivered it tonight, man. He put him, put that guy. Well, he, mm. he bapped his eye and smashed his orbital bones a bit. And I just want to see Tom Brees get busy now. I think that's always been his big problem. Yeah, man. He's not busy enough.
1: Um, I've got a few uh, issues to address. Yeah. Firstly, what are them? Got me flip flops. Yeah, but you're gonna have to hold them up to, for people watching this. No, no, no. I'm like you've got your fucking feet out, mate. You know what I mean? This yeah. is a regular thing. This is what I've got to put up with on the show on a regular on a regular basis. Normally,
2: I don't fucking wear socks for six months Look of the at them, year, man. Look Get at them. Over it. Me, I know. Got listen, fresh fresh, fresh treads on, fresh wheels on there, aren't I? You've got three pairs of exact <laughs> same trainers in different colours. What's wrong with that? What's that? Is that like a fucking woolly back thing? Is that a? I tried them on. Is that a Preston thing? Is it or a Blackburn thing or whatever it is? I tried I them on. From. They
1: fit. They're comfy as fuck. And I thought. Let's get the fucking shot, Lord. You know what I mean? Let's get in there, sunshine. I'm right now.
2: Since I was 14 and the classics are the only thing I wore for about four yeah, years. Sort it sorted now, lads. There you go. They're kind of horrific. but uh, These listen, are horrific. They're not horrific. They look comfy, to be fair. Adidas and Ickies, mate. Get them on them. They get look, them on They look comfy. They're a woolly back trainer. I don't wear socks six months of the year. Mm. I like to have my feet out. I'm like a hobbit. I have to shave my feet twice it's very, a week. It's very BJJ, isn't it, that? But I then I don't roll BJJ. No, so that's what I mean. I, I've been it's like this. Brazilian. I've, no, it was since I was in. Aust- I lived in Australia for a little bit when I, in two thousand. So I kind of took it from there. And I, first excuse, I get me thongs on. That's what the Aussies call them thongs.
0: Flip so blocks. I've got about Flip ten
2: blocks. pairs of fucking. These are me. These are me Star Wars. These are the guns. You know, oh I yeah, kept the good ones for the big show.
1: Have you? B- did you bring them with you? Because you want to them. At, you weren't wearing them in the arena. Oh yeah, I did. You wore them in the arena?
2: I've had these
1: on all night. On fucking hell, you scruffy bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Live can, on BBC Radio 5. You can tell <laughs> it that it's fucking... It. That you're at
1: home, can't you? Yeah. You can tell this is a home gig for you. Absolutely, you're like fucking L- hell. You've got a shirt on and not just a string vest. Do what I want, Tyson, here, lads. Fu- F- Tyson Fury rocks- style. Rocks up in his fucking pyjamas, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I've got a problem to uh, get on the boxing show, right? As well as this one, which is available on iTunes, because I've got have got beef with Tyson Fury. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna be having beef a beef with Tyson. With him. Yeah, I've got a beef with him. I've got a little bit of beef with him anyway. And speaking of Tyson, because obviously we saw him last week in Leeds, selfie king this fucking prick here thinking you're a big selfie king now aren't you you know what I mean people stopping you in the aisles <laughs> Nick Nick can have a selfie with you
2: you fucking what are you having a laugh I knew I shouldn't have told you what it's that. not
1: Paul Smith <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking hell lad to be to, uh, okay fucking confession now that's it man Someone stopped me at the UFC and asked for a selfie. And I was like, what the fuck? No chance. No, you did I.
1: didn't. I, uh, no, I saw no. you on the TV last night, Nick. <laughs> I saw you on the TV doing the fights in Pride. Made you a fucking boss. <laughs> I used to read your articles <laughs> in the in, in the Echo.
2: You're my fucking... E- I want to be you, Nick. Can I be a picture? That's, uh, that's not a million miles away from exactly how... That's the exactly how it went down. And it, Anyway, in the end, I was like, yeah, man, let's get a quick picture. And I was just thinking to myself, if... I fucking saw yeah, cattle it sees this this. what I'm the fuck rock, is that goon doing over there
1: look at him eh <laughs> Billy Big Bollocks <laughs> thinks his, he thinks he's fucking Dana White look at him <laughs> he's on the event over there where, going around like fucking Jesus riding yeah. into Bethlehem on the back of a donkey weren't you lad this UFC was my show though. that's it mate you
2: know, hence the reason why I've got my flip flops on you have, been going, you, you, you have been like billionaire walking it haven't you all week like fucking Connor? Because this was going to be the fucking greatest weekend in, in Merseyside sports history. <laughs>
1: uh, on this video, right, i Sergio c-
2: Ramos is a cunt. No,
1: he's not. He he is his an arm, Sergio armbar. His armbar was fucking mint. It was fucking outrageous. He nailed it, mate.
2: Wizard Mo into the ground. He nailed he it. wizard them into the ground. Yeah, but you shouldn't be a one-man team then, should you? You shouldn't have shit your pants. Fuck we him. did fall apart. after Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mo's gone. We're Fuck fucked. fucked. We literally fell apart. No, we that one Don't know why. He probably had less impact than fucking Ronaldo. Ronaldo played, by the way. Yeah, no, he did. I know. Sorry, Carrius. Did, me, so did, did you see him? Fuck he God, was on he it. Play. He was on it. Jesus hey? Christ. You'll never wear a lead shirt again. <sighs> Listen, you got to support. You got to support your lad.
1: I hope he's in the next few next season, and that's what Klopp needs to do. Stick him in the pegs next year. <laughs> Give him a bit of a cuddle. Make him feel good. Fuck me, eh? Did he have butter on them fucking gloves or
2: yeah, what? Exactly, yeah.
1: He must have had a bet on.
2: It was bad, wasn't it? Mm. It's was fucking bad. Mm. I tell you what. How good was Arnold Allen? Arnold Allen's comeback tonight, though. Mads Burnell. First and foremost, Mads Burnell. Oh my god, he's a fucking beast. That yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Killer, man. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it all in. Yeah, yeah. But by the way,
2: two minutes to go. Third round. Did you
1: see? Did you see that uh, little off-topic video that I did this week with Mads?
2: Oh no, I didn't see
1: that. And I chucked. uh, You know, I don't watch my shit. Anything that I'm on, you don't watch. (laughs) So did a little off-topic video, which is available on YouTube. Gonna have a little bit of a nosy on our YouTube channel. It's actually
2: really funny. It is actually funny.
1: So you've seen it. So right. right. So right. You you've blagged that you haven't seen my shit. Why is that? Is it an ego thing? Is it all about it's you? All right. Is that what it is? I'm intimidated by you. Since, since we picked up the second award, right? You've quality. been No, since this second award, right? You've been walking around like fucking Billy Big Bollocks, you, haven't you? <laughs> Maybe it's just coincided with the UFC Liverpool thing. I don't know. But the billionaire strut's getting it's, fucking it's getting longer, isn't it? It's getting longer, <laughs> that strut. Anyway, Mads. I had a little bit of a chat with Mads. And I took, I took some Scousisms at him, didn't I? I asked him what if he knew what the word meant meant. Yeah, and he came. He, said titties. he came back with titties. He said titties. Yeah, so do you know
2: what? I like
1: it. Yeah, I like it too. I that's like what, it. that's why. That's why I like. It. And I like him as well. Yeah, yeah. And the way the way that he was performing in the octagon tonight, I thought, "Fuck me, yeah. first play. I thought he was outstanding. You can't get. C- by the way, you can't get beat off a man with a tash. You just can't, can you? And it's a weird tash. It's like some fucking porn ma- star tash. It's a bit porn star, and it's a little bit pr- Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. But shaving private Ryan, seeing as yeah. it's point star, yeah, exactly. We'll go with yeah. that, yeah.
2: Someone said that to me tonight. He, was like, he looks like an extra off Dad's Army. And he bang on, did. absolutely
1: <laughs> fucking bang on. <laughs> it's a shocking touch that. On oh, what are you doing, lad?
2: It's he's standing out in here, I suppose. But listen, I, want I to come back, mate? He, he pulled victory from the fucking jaws of defeat. There needed it because I thought I thought Mads was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and I you know I was saying on the. On the radio, that I thought Denmark's got a story, and then going into the last, I was like, he needs something massive, Ian Arnold. But you know what? He fucking does it consistently throughout his career. Mm. Look back over his career. Arnold has done that many times before. Mm. What he needs to do now is get fucking busy, though. He fights one time a year. That's it. He needs to fight more often because he could actually have a little bit of a run at this featherweight title. I
1: mm. was well, speaking to randomly about Arnold Allen, right? Check this out. I, uh, I was speaking to one of the uh, MMA journalists. Backstage night, just generally chatting. He goes, hey, fucking check this out. My mum and dad are on holiday at the moment. And I went, right. And he goes...
2: Come back for a house party?
1: No, no, no. My mum and dad are on holiday at the moment. He's only a young lad. Mum and dad are on holiday at the moment. Uh, I got a phone call today asking if I knew who Arnold Allen was. And I went, right. And he goes, they're on holiday with his mum and dad. So his mum and dad are on holiday. they started this conversation saying something like, uh, oh, right, have you got kids? Yeah, the kids' conversation yeah, yeah. comes up. Of course. And this journalist's... Mum and dad have gone, oh, yeah, my, our son's a fight sports journalist. Really? All right. Our son's a fucking UFC fighter. It's like Top, <laughs> like top Trump's wha- yeah, whapping your exactly. dick out on the table, yeah. isn't it? Going, your son writes about it? Our son fucking does it. <laughs> so there you go. A little bit of a random Arnold Allen uh, uh, topic. It's exciting, though, isn't it? Off the back of that tonight that we, uh, that we experienced, Yeah. the fans coming out in such, such force for Till, I mean, yeah. the future is fucking—it's ridiculously bright. I mean, and, the next ten and it, years are going to be. Fucking yeah, and it's going to pave a way for a lot of mad. other dudes as well from yeah. the UK to be able to to Paddy be able Pimmels, to do things like Paddy this. Pimmels, absolutely,
2: obviously the one that jumps out.
1: What did you uh, make of the change
2: of tune? This is the fucking mentalist part about it. So, fast forward two fights before he walked out. Yeah, so. Who was it?
1: Rewind, you mean, not fast forward. Rewind, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rewind
2: yeah. two fights before till someone walked out to uh, Guns N' Roses.
1: Yeah, it was Arnold Allen's fight. Was it Arnold Allen's yeah, fight? He's was on it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about it on the radio broadcast and they were saying, you know, fucking this is what it's all about, bit of guns and roses, bit of fucking metal. That always gets the fan going, you know, and they and they come to me and went, What would you walk out to? And I was like, To be honest with you, the best I've heard at a uh, and at any event recently as Sweet Caroline. It smashes the boxing. And I swear to God, Dan until Till walked out to Sweet Caroline. And the radio team looked at me and were like, you knew, didn't you? And I was like, I had fucking no idea. I genuinely had no idea. He told us, didn't he? He said, I'm not He's walking out to it Phil yeah. Collins. I'm going to change it. It's, I'm going to get the crowd going. And I genuinely thought he was going to do Molly McCann. He was going to drop some kind of crazy scouse house. And the place was going to be bouncing. But apparently it was because he was at the boxing when Rocky. Either, either Rocky Fielding was walking or, a or match it, room was, it was just a matchroom show and they dropped Sweet Caroline and he's seen the crowd bouncing and he thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Mad. Mad. I still think though Phil Collins would have been fucking immense. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been, been, been. But Sweet Caroline was good. It was mint, man. <laughs> yeah. It was,
1: it was mint. It was <laughs> like I'd turned up at Bongo's Bingo. <laughs> for those that don't know what that is, Google it. And it just fucking went off. It was like being at some crazy karaoke with 9,000 pissed-up Scousers. That's exactly what it was like. And Darren Till was the orchestrator. He was just in the fucking middle of the, not even in the octagon yet, he's on the outside of the octagon, like, conducting the fucking
2: crowd. Go on, lads, have a bit of a sing-song. I I got the feeling as well, I thought, somewhere in the world, probably on a private jet somewhere. Neil Diamond. Eddie Hayne is watching this guy. Bastard, that's mine. Well, it's no, nice. th- That's what we do. You do
1: know it's Neil Diamond's, don't you? Well, I know. Neil Diamond must be fucking minted now.
2: He must get rights. He sure. must. Every time that gets played, must. he must get paid. He must. If that gets played, Diamond gets paid. He. And Rocky Fielding's nice, granddad, listen, it, this came from Rocky Fielding, the pro boxer. Yeah. His granddad's karaoke song yeah. was Sweet Caroline. Well, actually. We so started walking to Sweet Caroline in yeah. tribute to his his grandfather who passed away and Matchroom jumped on it and they realised it and now it blew up as like the soundtrack to Matchroom Boxing Events and now it's kind of you know Dan and Tills took it on as well Amazing. well do, do you
1: want me to give you a little bit of history with that song at sporting events Go ahead, yeah. you're gonna fucking love this right? it's,
2: it's, it doesn't go deeper than Rocky's grandad does it yeah it's deeper
1: than that it goes, it goes a little bit, with, uh, a bit further back right it started at a baseball game
2: fuck off in it, America yeah mic drop no not having it
1: Started a baseball game. Boston Red Sox. Check it out, right? The person that is responsible for the music at the Red Sox wanted to pay tribute to their friend who just had a baby called Caroline.
2: Get out of time. So they
1: played it in, I don't know, one of the innings breaks, and the crowd went fucking crazy for it. And I think Red Sox won that particular match, so therefore the organisers said, listen, you need to keep playing that tune. So they, it then became a tradition that they played that tune at Madden. Red Sox matches. It went crazy off, and then other other sports jumped on the back of it, and now we've got this. We uh, uh we what we saw yesterday. He must get weighed in every time. He get must get weighed in, mate. I
2: mean, Even if, if it was fucking ten pence, he'd make a fortune. If
1: if Buffer right is uh, getting a few quid for every time he uh, says it's time, or he's he's uh, half brother for let's get ready to rumble and all that type of carry on, he's got to be getting paid for that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And if he's not, Neil. Give us a shout, son. We'll sort Neil that out for you. We'll have a word. Neil. Eddie Earns going to ring us in here now going, shut the fuck up, lads. I've been getting, <laughs> getting away. I've been, I've been getting away with the PRS for fucking years for that. Shut up.
2: Do you reckon when he wrote it, he realised it would become the soundtrack to Fight Sport no. in 2018? No, no, no. How mad is
1: that? There's, the thing is, though, right, There's there'll be other crooners.
2: There'll be other crooners, da, da, da. Be yeah. other crooners out there well, now Tom thinking Jones to themselves. kicking himself in the oh, bollocks.
1: Fucking hell. The amount I of t-
2: fucking bigots he's had, and none of, not one of them has been taken on. <laughs>
1: What would you what would you you can't have fucking sex bomb at one of them, can you? You can't Mate, have I any of that. Sex bomb
2: would probably What's go the, down all right.
1: Delilah could, could Delilah could work.
2: It's too fucking wow wow
0: wow
2: wow wow It's gotta be a bit I mean. it could work. It, it's cause Sweet Carolina's got that. Da, da, da. Listen, we're in we live in a, an era when fucking professional darts <laughs> sell twenty thousand tickets and people watch it on TV and their millions we are fucking numbskulls you know what I mean we're going back to the cave caveman days
1: let's be honest what is the ultimate stag do tune Neil Diamond sweet Caroline exactly
2: yeah it's fucking mad get that mad. little
1: bad boy on there how's this going to play out then over the next uh, couple of weeks because the message has kind of been laid down now Usman with all due respect Kamaru you bored the shit out, out of us yeah. you bored the that. shit out of us last yeah. week I know I you it. I know you beat my ear but you bored the shit out of us right so yeah. Till's just come in he's missed weight but he's beating the number one.
2: Yeah.
1: All the pressure's now on RDA uh, and Covington. Yeah. Go on, lads, hit weight and smack the living daylights out of each other. You're going to get a title shot, yeah.
2: Uh, and I have seen Covington was like first to take to social media tonight as well. I was calling like, "Fat boy, fat boy, uh, till and use all Covington shite." You can, you know, it's it is what it is. It's colour by numbers. Fucking, I'll be the bad guy. Um, Works though. It, it, it does work to an extent, but then you know he's a prick, so. I don't think anyone
1: oh, sticking up for my friend, Darren no. Till.
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I think most UFC fans Fuck would admit Fuck off, Colby! Yeah, my mate will get you! Covington's a bit me of a mate will get you, Colby! I don't you think anyone, anyone in the industry wants to see. Co- Listen, I think most people in the industry want to see RDA beat Covington yeah. and RDA get his title fight. I think most I do. people
1: do. Mainly because of the way that RDA's Covington's impressed did. me. Yeah, like, well, not just that, but RDA's really impressed me at well Away. And when he stepped up from light, I thought to myself, it's going to be a bit too much this. He's on his way out. You yeah. know what I mean? But he's been fucking magnificent, mate, and I hope he does like him up. I really do. Listen, I
2: think beating Wonderboy, becoming. You know, I don't really put much stock into the rankings. We've talked about the rankings before. It's put together by a gang of fucking goons, anyway. But you know, you beat the world number one, then you've got to be spoken of right up there, right up the top of the tree. Um, I still truly believe that the winner of RDA Covington will probably get the next shot yeah. at Woodley.
1: Well, it's obviously them now. They've seen what it's all been before, them, haven't they? They've seen Osman bore the shit out of it. They've seen what's happened, obviously in Liverpool, and they've gone right. We put on a show, we're definitely getting the shot.
2: Absolutely. And nobody can argue with that. No, they can't now. Because, you know, Till missed Wade. And you can't yeah. get away from that fact. He missed Wade, so. Uh, but then again, I don't think the Thompson rematches in the works either. And I think Stephen Thompson can only look at himself in the aftermath as well and, and take some responsibility, just like he should have done for the two fights with Woodley. It wasn't, it wasn't a great fight tonight. Mm. You know, if you said we're going to take this exact fight and we're going to move it to Las Vegas in three months' time, six months' time, you wouldn't get a lot of people buying it. I just think mm. Wonderboy, as good as he is, as technically he is, he's in often fights that are quite... Stalemate, boring fights. Certainly he needs very, very. Yeah, top.
1: he needs a particular opponent, doesn't he?
2: He does, and That's unfortunately, but bo- people have figured them out. Though. they people know that he's bri- he's a brilliant counter striker,
1: one of the best man. He so was fast as to fuck tonight. So
2: Woodley I, didn't commit to it.
1: He's thirty five and he's fast as fuck. Oh, it's unreal. No offense to any thirty five year olds, so but he was a, brilliant.
2: Well, you know, when I turn thirty five, I'll let you know. It's, it's <laughs> his hand speed is unreal, but he doesn't gamble, and I think at the, to become. Champion of the world. The ball You've bollocks. got to roll a roller yeah, man. Yeah, You've yeah, got to yeah. fucking go for it. Yeah. And we've seen that with Woodley. Listen, I know Woodley's been negative since he became champion or safety first since he became champion. But on his way to becoming champion, he was a fucking beast, man. And I think Darren Till, tonight he's had to do a certain job to beat Stephen Thompson. He knew he couldn't commit because he couldn't throw rounds away. Mm. He knew it was going to be nip and tuck. But I just think this is just the beginning for him. 25 years of age, 10 years in this sport... It's going to be a fucking crazy journey. And you know what? In 10 years' time, and we'll still be here talking about him, I'm sure, we'll probably talk about him fighting in the light heavyweight division. Whether that's to become a three-weight world champion or not, I don't know. Mm. But the kid's got massive potential. He's fucking huge. And he's British, man. And That's the best thing about it.
1: Mm. Do you want to talk Bellator or not?
2: Which? What? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know that there was another yeah, thing. Man. Let's talk that. There was another thing that happened. Yeah, but you need to do it. This
2: is a fucking MMA podcast, man. Let's talk Bellator. Okay. What do you want to say?
1: It was on Selly. Yeah. Win. Listen, win.
2: Bravo. Fucking hell. It was no, on it wasn't. TV. Fa-
1: not Bravo. That's gone now. Yeah. No, five spike. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but bravo for, for Bellator for finally sorting that shit out, yeah. Yeah, man. Listen, I thought,
1: uh, you know. Do you want to talk Chalmers first? Well, Get it out of the way. <clears throat> Go on.
2: No, let's talk MVP first. Wait,
1: wait, why are you doing that? Why did you see that? You'll be able to see that on YouTube. You can't see this in the radio studio because when Nick's thinking to himself, right, I'm trying to think of the best way to not slag something, but slag something. No, move on to something else first whilst I come up with a perfect fucking put-down. That's basically where you're at, aren't you?
2: Let's talk about MVP first. MVP, from the outside looking in, MVP looks like he's got all the fucking potential in the world to to be a a superstar. superstar.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. But he ain't fighting anybody.
2: He ain't fighting a fucking welterweight. He's fighting blown up lightweights. Yeah. His last two opponents have been blown up lightweights. It's yeah. like, please put him in with the welterweight. Let's just see how good he's going to be. He's Daily. never going to fight Paul Daly. Daly, Lima. He's never going to fight Paul Daly. Lima? He's never. Yeah. Mate, Lima would be a fucking cracking fight for him. Anyone. Anyone that's actually a legit, I can do something welterweight. Rather than. Listen, I, I know the caveman's a tough motherfucker, but he's a lightweight. Mm. You can't get away from that fact. Mm. Uh, he, that he's being well-matched by Scott Coker to build him into something he isn't. And do you know what? It's going to catch up with him. The problem it's is... going to catch up with him royally.
1: Yeah, but... That and
2: but that potentially he could be fucking amazing. Yeah. We just don't know.
1: Yeah. He's got... And we say this all the time regarding fighters doing the business in the Octagon. You've got to have something else. You've got to have that thing that makes me want to spend some money to come and watch you. Yeah. You've got to he's make, got it. Yeah, he's got that, man. Absolutely. He's got it, 100%. It, whatever it is, he's got it. And
2: yeah. X-Factor. That,
1: well, got that it. word, X-Factor, is yeah. like bounding around all the time. In it. But he's definitely got something in it. I mean, I'm interested yeah. in watching him do his thing. But like you say, now I'm like, well, I've seen you do your thing now. I want to see you in a proper scrap now. Yeah. Let's have it.
2: I, I thought it was kind of funny on Friday watching that fight. And it was nice to watch Bellator live. It really was because it's been way too long for this market. To, what a great to weekend, eh? yeah. Fights
1: Fights on a Friday, fights on a... Fight on, on a Sunday, th- bit of football in th- the middle,
2: but then he w- fuck you. He, he, <laughs> he won. He wins in spectacular fashion. He does his whole fucking Avengers celebration thing, whatever it was, uh, which is cool. I, uh, I'm not. Mate, that's his gimmick. That's cool, that, man. Yeah. That's cool as fuck. He did uh, what was the
1: Pokemon thing? Did not Pokemon it? thing? Yeah. yeah.
2: Pokemon. God I'm thing, just yeah. not into them. That thing, you know. But anyway, it, it was it was sick, but. You know, he gets on the mic and he's like, mate, we're London shoe fighters. You know, if you want to spar, come to us, spar anyone. Now, I know for a fact that he's been invited to Team Carl Bond an awful lot recently, especially because of the Wonderboy fight. They were yeah. desperate to get him in because of his partner. Yeah. And, uh, you know... The fucking kid's terrified. He, he won't leave London. He won't spar. He, he won't spar Darren Till. And, you know, in my mind, if he comes to Liverpool and spars Darren Till, because he's perfect for Wonder Boy and Darren Till's a kill in the welterweight division, we've got two British guys. Uh, iron and Zion. You know what I mean? They, those two could fucking dominate the sport in two different promotions. But he chose not to turn up in Liverpool. And it's not the first time. As I say, over the last couple of years, they've been trying to get him up for sparring. He, you know, it, it made me laugh a little bit that he was like, London, shoot man, it's, it's all here. If you want to spar, come here. When he, when he clearly doesn't want to spar anyone from Team Carbone. But listen, I, I think Michael Page has got so much potential mm. in this sport, mm. but it's just hard to know how far that potential is going to go until he fights an actual, legitimate, decent, come to win, welterweight. Mm. Paul Daly would be an amazing fight for him. If he beats Paul Daly, fuck me, we've got ourselves a potential superstar. Mm. But will he ever fight Paul Daly? I don't think he will. Nah, mate.
1: Um, Aaron Chalmers, then. Yeah. Go on.
2: Mate. Do you want me me to go first? Yeah, go on.
1: All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. Right. You can only beat what's in front of you. Absolutely. But every fight... I question it at the end, and I shouldn't be doing that because at the end of the day, the kid's beating. What's he have? Four now in the in Bellator, two knockouts, two submissions. Yeah. He's doing his business. Yeah. I mean, he comes across as a decent kid. He's, chat, he's talking the talk, he's walking the walk. But every time a fight finishes, I go, like, for example, at the weekend, right? The guillot- standing guillotine, you know how much I absolutely go fucking crazy for a standing guillotine. I yeah. go absolutely bonkers for it. And I saw it, and for about a second, I had an ard on. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, why did he not fight that guillotine? Why did he not stop that guillotine? To get the guy that he was fighting. And I thought to myself, he's just letting fucking put that on him. So, and that's happened far too much. In the first fight that Aaron Chalmers had, I thought to myself, did that kid just hang his chin out there to get whacked? You know what I mean? It's either he's fighting really incompetent fighters, yeah. or there's something fucking dodgy going on in order to build someone's profile, in order to, you know, tr- to, to paint a picture that's actually quite false. Yeah. That's my opinion. Agreed. Go on. Agreed. Fucking, we're agreeing on something.
2: 100 percent agree. Because uh, it was weird that. Why not fight that
1: guillotine?
2: He just went like that. He literally, <laughs> ra- he, he literally ran into a guillotine, and then from the second he positioned his chin in the guillotine, yeah, he, he left his his hands were dangling by his knees. No, would do no that. No point did he try and you push punch it off. out. You push it he, off. He, you punch it a, out. You even do a all complete sorts. Complete and utter fucking novice. Listen, excuse me. Let's say you're you're. In a bar, confrontation, whatever. Someone that's never changed in their lives. If someone gets you in a front headlock... You're shoving off. The first thing you're going to do is fight the arms to push the headlock off to get away. For the guy just to kind of relinquish his own head in that front headlock. I don't know. Listen... It's a fucking weird old sport. And we talk about this all the time, about the fact that mixed martial arts is unregulated in the UK. We don't have a governing body that rules over everything. It is still kind of like the fucking wild, wild west. Mm. And unfortunately, shit goes on. Um, I'm not suggesting for a second that that was a fixed fight. You did. But what I will say is that every, Ammon Char- every Charmers fight at the moment, you come out of it. There's and a I question. Agree. There's a question mark going, Whoa!
1: What the fuck was that? Whoa!
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is a shame because I like the kid. I think he's good. Mate, I think he's good for the sport. Has beaten anyone he put in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, I, I like I like him as well I because he's bringing they're... a lot of new eyes to the sport, man. That's what we want. We want people, new people, to come and enjoy exactly. it, and it, it, then it grows that way. Deep V's skinny jeans. I tell you, jeans, you wha- I t- fucking yeah, exactly. Times. I tell you, I tell you, what makes good
2: no difference, and the, and the girls can come too.
1: I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what was good <laughs> is that he's got a million followers on Twitter. Let's say yeah, right. Man. And all these people will have turned up for Alan Chalmers, and he puts on the, and he gets a finish, right? Yeah. People, because we've got a live TV broadcast, would have stayed on and they'd have seen Gegard Massassi. Exactly. And you, and you know what I think about Gegard Masassi, I think he,
2: I think he's the fucking nuts. That was a proper fight. I thought Gegard obviously proves the fact that he's you know remains even though he's not in the UFC no more he's still he definitely be. one of the
1: best he's not in the UFC no more because they bummed him and they didn't fucking give
2: him a title fight when he probably deserved he's, it he's still one of the best middleweight fighters in the world no question, question he's mate. certainly still in the top 10 I thought that was an outstanding performance from him um yeah man it's disappointing it, it's 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 crazy world of MMA isn't it you know hopefully the Scott Coker thing's going to pay off at the moment it it kind of looks like it's going to go one way and That's down the fucking toilet. But hopefully this plan of building icons and and, and legends who are are way past it, putting tournaments on, but hopefully bringing other eyeballs in and bringing in reality TV stars or whatever else, it's going to bring more eyeballs to that Bellator brand. And, you know, good luck to him. Hopefully it does work out. Um, But, you know, I still feel the likes of Gegard Mousasi, Benson Henderson, Rory MacDonald... They may be getting paid, man. But in regards to their legacy, Bellator, Bellator aren't, for me, they're not even number, number two promotion in the world anymore. Well, they're not. If you look at the numbers that they're doing, they're not. Exactly. Look at 1FC. Look at KFC. KFC. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's it. We'll do that <laughs> franchise, man.
1: The KFC. Absolutely. Get on the fucking chicken wing straight after the win.
2: K- KSW, sorry. Uh, 1FC. You know, look at the fucking numbers they do. It, it, it's crazy Yeah. so um, I don't know the, sp- the sport at that level is in a, a weird transition period right now but uh, you know it's good that Bellator's is on, uh, on TV but it is what it is it, it, you know it's championship level MMA let's yeah. be
1: honest yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how it goes now so that they've got a TV deal in the UK and where, yeah. and where they're going to be putting and their Scott fights apparently
2: on. on Friday night in London said they're going to be doing seven or eight shows a year in the UK I'm, so, I'm, down, know, with that. I'm folk, down with yeah, that. I'm, I'm all over that. UFC are doing what? One or two mm. per year for the last seven years so make more MMA in this country that's, that's what it's all about. I think you know the more chance that people get to go and see it mm. the better and if Aaron Chalmers brings a million people to fucking mixed martial arts and you know, fifty percent of them stay because of actual really good fighters. they're brilliant.
1: Yeah, sound as fun. Um, a little bit different this podcast this week because obviously we've done it on location. You might be able to hear a little bit of soul music going on in the background. Nick's obviously off to a disco in a minute to go and enjoy uh, uh, the flip-flops. fallout. Then he's flip flops you yeah, the uh, fallout of Darren Till's victory against uh, Wonder Boy. We've done it on location uh, as a little bit of a just a little bit of a different vibe because we can. Come on because we can Nick uh, brings his, his trophies this. with him wherever he wants you know what I mean so, so therefore people let us into these available caps. for selfies available for selfies next time you see him make sure you ask him for a selfie he's big on all that shit um, anyway it's been a pleasure
2: we've um, got some live shit going down here actually as well, well what's yeah. going on I sent Molly as I said at the start of this show I, said, I sent Molly a tweet Yeah. she's replied to the tweet so a text that's yeah a text, she's, te- that. she's texted you did, back you know to they me did sorry that, yeah, not a tweet that's, yeah. a, that's a text that, mate. that's a text why yeah. are you eating that microphone again Sorry. <laughs> so I, I text Molly and just basically said to her, you know, that uh, it's been an amazing week and she should just enjoy it and, and don't get too upset about it. And she's come back and said that this is the only message she's responding to. Uh, she appreciates it. She enjoyed the night, and uh, you know she'll come again. I think. I think it's. It, it's tough for Molly because she, she's enjoyed this week so much yeah. I think she truly thought that this was her arrival on the global stage and you know what I think the beauty of mixed martial arts is it can humble you yeah man and, and you know what records are for fucking DJs that's the, that's the ultimate shout in MMA records are for DJs You know, it, it it's not like boxing a loss in MMA isn't like the fucking world is ending your career is over mm. a loss basically means you know what there's an early game that needs working on. And that's it. That's, that's all yeah. it is. And you know what? If she was losing a striking battle, I'd be concerned. But she's losing the ground game. And right now, she's at one of the best ground fucking gyms in the country. Uh, with Paul Rimmer at Next Gen, Paddy Pimlet, Chris Fishgold. Fucking, listen, everyone that's kind of come out of Liverpool and fought in the UFC ever... At some stage, has rolled on the mat with Paul Rimmer. He's an incredible BJJ black belt. If anyone's going to get Molly up to scratch on a a ground game, it's Paul Rimmer. So I'm so confident that she's going to do well in her Mm. UFC career. Mm. I just hope she, you know, great. That text message, she hasn't taken it to heart. She moves forward.
1: Mm. Is she joining you in the the disco? We're
2: going to go to the disco, man. Yeah, man some shapes
1: okay um, thank you very much for listening to us today it's been a pleasure you can subscribe to this nonsense via iTunes you can also get all it's Android a feeds award
2: winning nonsense by the mm, way well alright just you know you wouldn't know because you don't pick up trophies do.
1: you can get us on fightdisciples.com all Android feeds are available there uh, and you can get us all over social media at fightdisciples Facebook Twitter Instagram and of course YouTube we'll catch you next time cock
0: he also has the sound bite and with good reason this guy is a rising star most definitely look how he's commanding this arena right now
2: everybody's on their feet everybody's here to see darren till he's a 25 year old man it's amazing that he's been able to do this in such a short space of time with such a dramatic win over cowboy he calls out Wonderboy. boy he's brought the ufc to liverpool to the echo arena now he's walking up listen to this
0: It's a moment he has built into existence in his hometown, in Echo Arena, which he calls his Madison Square Garden. in the moment, it's certainly special, but now it's time to get ready to close the gates. He's been dreaming of this moment his whole life. He's been been
2: waiting, he's been working, he's been setting up this moment, those years that he spent in Brazil, away from his
0: family, away from his comfort zone, away from his friends, he's earned this moment, undefeated in the octagon, he strides in the gorilla, ready to take on his biggest test so far told me this week at night he doesn't think about the fight he thinks about his life how happy he is to be doing this he knows it's a privilege to fight in the octagon and certainly to do it in his hometown thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via itunes